You are listening to Metrics and Chill, a podcast about business metrics and the interesting ways that people improve them. I'm John Benini, and I'm your host. My guest today is actually somebody that I've been like Twitter friends with for quite a long time, but today we're making it Zoom official, uh, is Casey Hill, head of growth at Bonjoro, which is a software application for sending personalized video emails to onboard new customers and clients. Casey, it's good to finally, quote unquote, meet you. Um, great, to, great to have you on the show, man. Thanks for coming on. Likewise, John. Thanks for having me. Today, we're actually going to be talking about trial conversions, uh, which is something Casey says that they've been working on. Um, obviously, something that's of consequence uh, to any software company. But Casey's going to walk us through you know, why this was an area of opportunity, the nuts and bolts of how they actually went about improving it, and then you know, giving us some insights into some of the results and how they went about measuring it. So Casey, let's start there. Trial conversions. Like I mentioned, this is something that any software company is looking at, looking for ways to improve. But why this area right now? Like, why? Like, what led to this area being a priority? Um, you know, of you know, recently. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we looked at our company. We were getting several thousand trials that were coming in to our product each month. Right. And so we saw that, you know, obviously we can always continue to increase the top of the funnel and drive more traffic. But we had this huge present opportunity in front of us. Right. We were in a situation where it's like if we could increase that conversion percentage by even a few points that had large revenue implications. Right. So the first kind of area of realizing we should really look at how we optimize this is like if we're sitting on twenty five hundred to three thousand trials per month, um, that felt like one of our largest growth levers as an organization that we could kind of lean into. Um, so that kind of kicked off that being a central area of focus for us um, in 2020 um, and obviously still in 2021 as we continue to kind of refine um, what we're able to do in, in kind of that world. So just to confirm too, for trial conversions, these are the people who sign up for the trial and converting them into paying customers. Correct. Yeah. So we, we basically have a 14 day open, no credit card trial. So you can get in for free, you can test out the product for two weeks on any of our plans. And so the idea was to take this pool of users that were coming in and try to convert these people to our, any of our paid options. Right, right. Makes sense. So um, so you, were, you mentioned that uh, uh, in some of the notes that you shared before the call, um, realizing that compar- comparatively to the benchmarks, that what you were seeing was below average by, uh, was it 8 to 9%? That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, benchmarks can come from a lot of different right. spots. And so I always treat these with a little bit of a, a general lens. But yeah, we, we saw that comparatively to other SaaS companies and people were talking with this space that there was an opportunity to definitely give that a, a substantial lift. So basically benchmarking yourself against other software companies, that's when you realize, okay, maybe our trial conversion rate is a bit low. Let's focus here. Let's zero in on this as a priority. 100%. That's so, exactly right. That's exactly right. So tell me about... Let's get into you know the X's and O's here. Like, there are so many different things you can do um, to improve that. And I know you know you've probably run no shortage of tests. Like, how did you go about thinking of like, all right, where do you start, right? Because you can start uh, at the point of sign up. You can start with a nurturing sequence once they sign up. It could be copy inside the app while they're actively using it. So like. 
I want to know how you went about improving it. But first, like, how did you even prioritize which areas to start with? Yeah, it's a great question. So we kind of actually looked at our data pretty closely and we tried to figure out like, why are people potentially not uh, converting, right? And one of the major problems we found was just a, a strong lack of initial engagement, right? We found that it was like, there was this meaning right when they sign up, someone, right, right when they sign up, right? Like we, yeah. we found a lot of people that were signing up and weren't doing a lot of like our core things we needed right. them to do to get spun up. So, you know, once people had set up the first couple templates and done a handful of actions, the conversion rates were substantially better. But we saw this large pool of people that were kind of signing up and the signal to us was, Either something's confusing in, in the UI of the setup, or for some reason, there's a lack of kind of connection at the beginning. So really, one of our, our, our focal points around one of our first strategies was to say, how do we create much stronger initial engagement, get people talking to us, get people sharing of like what they're trying to accomplish? What could we implement that would tackle that specific problem of low initial usage during those first you know, one to two weeks? Right, right. Okay. So, and, and tell me about some of the things that you've tested or some of the things that, that work really well in terms of improving the, the numbers here. Yeah. So we've, we've done, as you noted before, you know, we test a lot. So we've done quite a few things. But, you know, one thing that seems in retrospect really obvious, um, but, you know, we're a personal video platform, yeah. right? And at a certain point with many companies, you know, there's this, this kind of chasm where it's like you're trying to scale, Right. And so like when we first started, we personally welcomed everyone. We sent them a personal welcome video. I mean, that's that's what we are. We're a personal <laughs> video company. But at a certain point, they're kind of reached this influx where there started to be the conversation. Well, we're not going to be able to do a thousand of these, you know, per month. Right. We need we, we, that's not scalable is, is what the thought process was. So we had kind of gotten, you know, in my eyes, a little bit lazier on that and just kind of taken that off the table. as like, that's not doable. And we revisited that. So we said, you know what? what if we figured out how, how we could manage this, right? What if we did do a personal welcome to all, you know, 2,500 to 3,000 people that came through, we'd monitor how much time it took, we'd monitor what the trial impact was, and ultimately from that, make a decision, right? Maybe it was worth our time. Maybe, you know, if it could produce enough revenue lip, we could just hire more people to start doing more of those videos, right? right. And so that was kind of the thought process or the hypothesis around that experiment. And so that's what we did. We said, we're going to welcome everyone with the exception of, you know, people that signed up with a freemium, you know, first name 6753 <laughs> at hotmail.com. We maybe would skip those. But, you know, everyone who had a real authenticated email address, we started sending them a personal welcome. And, um, you know, we basically, because of the context that we get, we work with people's native systems like Active Campaign or whatever else to pull in any custom fields. So even in a relatively quick intro message, let's say it's you know 30 to 60 seconds on average, we were able to say something very pointed to them like, hey, see that you're an e-commerce company, that's phenomenal. Right now, really what we see is working well for e-commerce and personal video is blank, right? And so it wasn't just like saying, hey, John, welcome on board, which is a nice sentiment. People like hearing their name, but I think we tried to make sure we took it one step deeper to give them something actionable and valuable. And then we would also try to get them onto a call. So that was a big part of this. Project. All in the same was, email or video? Yeah. So, yeah. So every video has a video on the left and on the right-hand side, it has a call to action. Mm -hmm. And actually, when I came to this team, my background is in the email marketing world, right? For the last 10 years, I've been either consulting or working for email marketing companies. So when I first came to Bonjoro, like the open rates were impressive. I was like 65, 70% open rate. That's phenomenal. But really what was what stood out to me the most was click-through rate. And so click-through rate, from my experience, from bulk sending, like, four to eight percent i mean there's a huge variance again depending on who you're sending to but that was like kind of the norm that i had seen 
And when I came on and I saw that these Bonjour messages were getting a 40% click through, I was like, that's, that's our biggest asset. Like we need to lean into that. So that's exactly what we did. The call to action was book a call with our team. So we started trying to get way more people booked onto calls. So they got a personal welcome. Then we tried to book them onto a call with our sales agents. And basically from that, we're able to really learn about their goals. We're able to create a much more tailored experience um, and kind of shore up that gap that we saw, right? Which is that people weren't Getting set up. initially engaging. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, there, there's a direct correlation, uh, at least in, in the uh, effort there and the output between you're, you're addressing the issue, which is people aren't getting set up initially with an email that gets sent right when they sign up. Right. So you're, you're attempting to address the area of need. Um, I'm like the email, the emails is so interesting, like personalized email and you're doing how many between two and 3000 signups, product signups a month. So, correct. and you're going beyond personalization here is not my first name. <laughs> you're, you're using yeah. other signals, right? What industry they're in. Um, how do you like, have you found anything effective in terms of creating that need between, or you, you have the video, you have the call to action. Do you leave some information out and say, I'd like to review it with you on a call? Is there, is there something that you found to be effective in terms of motivating people to click on that call to action and set up a call? Yeah, I think a huge part of this, and this is how I train both my own internal sales teams as others, is a lot of it is the context of what you do in those 60 seconds, right? Because people actually, part of the signal is, is this person a qualified expert that's going to be able to be worth my time to sit down with, right? So if when you hop on and you are able to capitalize on a pain point that you anticipate, oh, this is an e-commerce company, a lot of times they might have X problem. If you know that because you've dealt with tons of e-commerce companies or SaaS companies or whatever industry you're serving, then if you can speak to that in the conversation, now you've piqued their interest and they're like, oh, actually, yeah, that is the, the problem that I'm facing, right? Like, and so knowing where that sits and, oh, are you falling into promotions folders? That's kind of a frustrating process. You're not getting seen. Like, here's how we can address that or, you know, whatever the specific pain point is. So I think that to me is the biggest kind of impetus around how you get people to actually click that CTA is really making sure that in those 30 to 60 seconds, you establish yourself as a product expert right? Because people are, when they get that first message, they're reading, am I being sold? Like, is this a sales guy who's walking me through the song and dance? Nobody wants to sit down with a salesperson, right? So if they anticipate that you're a salesperson, like nobody wants to sit down with that person. But if you instead present yourself as like a neutral consultant, you're like, I know this space really well, I can leave you with some good tips. People might leave and say, you know what, if I, even if I don't use this service, this might be really good information for me to learn. And if you get your team to present themselves in that capacity, I think you see suddenly that your your people hitting that CTA rate go way up. And, and also, it also creates a different type of relationship because very, very few people in their onboarding have something personalized like that, right? People, we live in a world of automation, right? You have an automated sequence. It takes someone through a series of steps. Hopefully, if it's a good, you know, if the company's doing things right, they're doing some sort of segmentation and there's a little bit of profiling based on, you know, certain factors. But it's still like a very unique experience for someone to be talking to directly you in your inbox. Right, right. Like, how in depth are you getting in terms of personalization? Like, um, I know you mentioned like, oh, I see you're an e-commerce company. Like, uh, how? I guess like, how deep do you go? I know it depends on the information that you're getting out of your 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 CRM. But like, can you give me any examples like of of like just how? how detailed you're able yeah. to get in terms of personalization on these videos? Yeah, so obviously it varies, but what I'll do is, you know, I, I hopped onto a one yesterday and this person was like a sustainable 
food and like clothing and like I, I basically click inside of our app there's like a view website where you can pull the website up write an app and within 15 seconds of looking at this person's website I already could switch over and say hey we work with a ton of e-commerce companies actually we just did a use case on a company called the good company that lifted return traffic by 32 percent and like basically in 20 to 30 seconds give them like a specific nugget on something that we could do and then essentially say I'd love to flush this out on a call with you. These are super open-ended, so this can be technical focused or it can be strategic focused. But we find that if we're able to learn as much as we can about your goals, we can send you the best collateral, like that use case that I'll send you right after this. Right. And then that, that would be like a sample. And so that person has something to drill into. If I notice anything that basically has a parallel, hey, we have a prominent customer that's, that looks like I have a very similar business. Hey, I see that you have a call to action button and you ask, what is your top goal? right on your website that's a perfect application for us because you can have that context and you can record that without ever having to jump into your crm right. or anywhere else so i'll try to latch on to details like that and and try to get my team to do the same so you mentioned this earlier um the the scaling part of it i could i could picture listeners right now being like man how am i going to send emails to everyone who signs up whether whether their funnel is you know more focused on trials or leads or qualified whatever it is so like, how does it work for your team? Uh, like how big is, is the team focused on this? Like how, what's that process for actually making that work? Yeah, so basically the way that it breaks down is we have um, you know five or six people currently that do these videos. The volume a little bit depends on, on certain factors. So sometimes if someone's on a big project, we might shift things around uh, a little bit. But in general, people do 20 to 30 videos per day, right? So you have people doing 20 to 30 videos per day. You got five or six people on, on the people that are, five to six people on the team that are doing it. And we'll usually have like an intern or some of the newer people, they might hike that up and do 40, 50 videos mm-hmm. a day. But that's that's kind of the ballpark. And like what I do, I do 20, 30 videos a day. I just have it as part of my daily walk. I go out for a walk <laughs> and I crank out my videos and that's just like every day. It's like, I'm, I wanna go on my walk anyways. I'm outside on the street recording these videos. And I find that the videos that are done in that kind of natural setting are actually, those perform better than the ones in like a perfect studio lighting because again, the whole thing with personal casual, video is relatability. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're you're trying to make it. It's not meant to be a professional production. And but the other thing I think too about scaling. So I'm always whenever someone brings up the scaling thing, there's always kind of two sides I can take it. And I'm always not sure which one to kind of take because one side is you know it's like oh well we can take our videos and you can embed it into a newsletter and you can do that. We also have a roll up feature that allows you to send in small batches. So I can educate people in all those kind of ways that quote unquote scale. But I also like to emphasize that I think a lot of times people overestimate the lift that it's going to take. So as an example, we just did one with an e-commerce company that sends seven to 10,000 of these per month. And they have one girl who does it based in the Philippines and she works three hours a day sending these videos. They have a 74% open rate. And actually the metric that this guy was most excited about on the call was a 9% reply rate, which I thought was really interesting. He's like, this last month we had 694 people that wrote back to us and that kind of engagement, we've never gotten anything like that from our regular emails and just say like, thank you for your order or whatever. But, but his, what he said really stuck to me is he said, Casey, like they had received, they had seen like a 32% track uplift in return traffic. He had their Shopify site right from when they implemented this. And he's like, we just hire 10 more people. We have 70,000 orders. We just hire 10 of these people to record these welcome videos. Like if we keep seeing these kind of results and that's like a no brainer for us to scale. And so I think there's, that's the other side of the, the conversation. And that's what we've experienced too. We've brought on more people to record videos 
as we've seen increased traction. So I think the thing I always encourage people to do, like that are our customers, is run a test, right? When you start out with something like this, track exactly how much time you spend, track who's doing it, and then run a comparative test so you can look at those two cohorts and make an assessment. Because what seems like it might not be scalable, if it generates you an extra, say, two, three million dollars in revenue, well, you just opened up a lot of hiring space to hire more people. And so in that sense, it becomes right. scalable, right? Because you just hire more people to do it. Right. So prior to you f- focusing on this initiative to help uh, to help conversions, like how many of these videos were you sending out? Yeah, we still we still sent some before the initiative, but it was much, much lower. I don't I I would have to look at the exact like pre and before, but we probably went from, say, like a few hundred to a few thousand. Right. So, so, we, like, so you were covering maybe what fifty percent of signups before, more, less? Probably less. Probably less. Less, less than, than that. Um, total. And, and so we we definitely like probably at least three, four x our total right. amount of videos that were coming out from our team, and and kind of you know expanded that lens from just you know like partners or personal handoffs type of thing. So, talk to me about the results from that. Um, what you know, what were, what have been the results, and how how did you measure that? Yeah. So, so the way that we measure the results, and I'll talk kind of a little bit about ours as well as some of our customers we've worked with, and um, I can give you in the show notes some case studies we've written up so people can read through if they're curious a little more depth here. Um, but basically, the way that we benchmark it is pretty straightforward, right? Like you just run a basic cohort test and you say, all right, like we're going to send X amount of people these videos, right? And then we're going to compare that to the months that we had of previous data of people that didn't receive videos. Right. So as long as you have any good amount of historical data, you can say for the last six months, this is like our average trend line. Let's say we're averaging nine to 11 percent conversion um, with no video touch. And then you basically separate and you look at people that have received those videos. And this can be done in a handful of ways. You can use a tag, right? A tag that just says like sure. when someone gets a video, tag them. And then you just look at those two cohorts and you just run a comparison and you say like a couple things you can look at. Number one, you look at conversion. Number two, you look at customer lifetime value. So not only do they convert more, but do they actually stick around mm-hmm. more? That's another big kind of part of this equation. You're, the, the hypothesis, again, is like by creating a deeper level of engagement and connection, by getting people talking, by getting them on a call, it's not just about the raw conversion. It's also very much about the CLTV. So that's another kind of thing that we would look at. Mm-hmm. And so we found basically positive correlation across both those metrics. We see a substantial lift in conversion percentage. Right. So we went from like nine to 11 to moving into the 20 percentile. So, again, depending on the months, the data goes up a little bit and down. But you, you literally are looking at a nine to 11 percent to like a 21 to 25 percent conversion shift, which is I mean, that's freaking huge. Right. Like yeah, yeah, more than doubling your conversion is, is a pretty massive lever change. So right. we looked at the data and we published these across. We did one for CXL, which is a big marketing yep. you know, course company. Um, they were looking at like a 17% lift um, inside of that. We've looked at data from ClickFunnels that has also seen like, I think they're usually, I don't have the data directly in front of me, but I want to say it's like a 10 to 15% lift if I recall correctly. Um, and we've done that for ConvertKit. So we've worked with quite a few companies that actually had pretty substantial um, user bases. So we get a good amount of data, right? It's not like, you know, you have 20, 20 trials. And so right, right. You know, that data can be noisy. And we've seen that correlation pretty consistently that these people are seeing at a minimum of a 10 to 20% needle shift for the cohort that has received that personalized touch. And for some companies, obviously like us, you see even, you know, a much larger um, percentile increase in that even. Right. 
and I, I want to reemphasize the key here, which is not just go send video to everyone and say like use their first name and ask them to get on a call. But I think the key it sounds like what 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 you're doing is you're doing the the research, even if it's quick and surface level, right? You're finding something that you can sort of sink your teeth into and say like, all right, we can provide value here. It's an e-commerce site. We have data from other customers that were e-commerce that, you know, used it successfully. And we have use cases we can share with them. And you're using that basically as a lever to to both introduce them into the product, but then also get them on a call and and, and, and kind of let them know how you can help them get set up to do the same thing. I feel like that's that's the key, not just sending video. Uh, I don't yes. want that to be the takeaway for everybody. Be like, oh, I'm just going to go send video and just say like, uh, welcome everybody by video. That, you, it's not just that, right? It's, it's the context. You're a hundred percent right. And it's one of the hardest things to train, but it is literally the most important thing. So I, I'm very glad you brought that up because I also want to emphasize this for people. Like I can talk about every tip and trick and subject line or whatever else, but yeah, like it's, it's, people sometimes will come and how can I send all the Jerry's or all the Adams a video at the same <laughs> time, you know? And, and it's like, that's not, you know, to me, People can do whatever they want, but ultimately what I've seen from a data-driven standpoint, what actually drives impact is to have that specificity. That's what creates a different type of engagement. That's what makes it feel wholly unique because they're not getting that with any other brand. People know at this point, if they get an email that says their name, people, the vast majority of people today understand merge fields. They know that someone just wrote an automated email and put a merge, like that kind of stuff is, it's limited. Even if someone says your name, if you have someone reading off a script, Hi, Sarah. Just wanted to welcome you. So you know, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. That isn't going to drive back you're looking for. So right. you do a huge correlation is how much energy you put into it. And without going too down the rabbit hole of this too, but you know, the reason video, I think one of the channels is so effective. You have body language, you have tone, you have all these different components. So connected with that value, it's also the onus is on you to you know be excited, be energized about that opportunity, about what's happening. They can sense that there's a if you hop on with someone and that person is gregarious and positive and they're pulling you in, that leaves a totally different impression than someone who's sitting there with a right. you know monotone <laughs> and just talking from a script. It's like, right. even if they say the right things, if they talk from a script, you kind of leave thinking, okay, well, that person read from a script. You know? Right, like, yeah, exactly. You could always tell. You could always tell. Um, great, yeah, th- this, was, this was really interesting. Casey, thanks for, for jumping on and sharing so much, um, especially digging into the numbers. Uh, I feel like I've taken uh, a lot of ideas from this. So thanks for coming on and, and sharing how you're approaching trial conversions at Bonjoro. Super interesting. Yeah, thanks so much, John. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, check out our other episodes or subscribe to get new ones. If you want to support the show, we'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone. And if you want a tool to help you track and improve your business performance, try Databox free at databox.com.